0: Hey guys I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason if your shoulder hurts do not waste time pull the trigger I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out you know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's gonna have one on a truck. It's mandatory, you gotta use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's gonna cost you more. Buy a sure winner." It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called All Brace. And it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the all brace, and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. What's up, guys?
1: Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast. And... We have somebody from Forney, Texas here today. (laughs) So this was the, like, there's all kinds of jokes we can make, but
0: we're going to be adults today
1: and not talk about how
0: it sounds like horny, but is indeed Forney. Forney. With an F. F.
1: Capital F. So uh, Levi... Tanners with us today but before we get into a little bit about Levi and uh, Tanner's garage doors we have our co-hosts Tamara
0: hello good morning
1: um well we don't know technically when people are listening oh so hello I hope what you're what having a great like, day today <laughs> there you go or good morning good day or good evening or good too, night too much. Is it too much? Yeah. Okay. All right. So today we got... Nothing go. (laughs) Oh, she's in a goofy mood. This should be interesting today. Uh, (laughs) Levi Tanner from Tanner's Garage Door in Forney, Texas. Uh, For those of you guys who don't know, Levi, how are you today? Tell us where Forney, Texas is. Uh,
2: I'm doing good. Thank you. So Forney is about 20 miles east of Dallas um, in
1: between highways, highway 80 and interstate 20. Okay. And for those of you guys who don't know, Texas and the surrounding suburbs are a really competitive market, uh, for garage doors. How have you been able to, well, first of all, how long have you been in business? Um, I,
2: technically I've been in, garage doors since 2006 but we actually opened our business 2014 however i didn't actually do anything with it until uh full time until a year ago
1: okay so you got a basically a one-year-old company and you're in one of the competitive uh competitiveness that's not right the most competitive markets in america tell us how has that been for you um, it's, it's actually, it hasn't been too
2: bad. Uh, first thing, I don't really focus on what everybody else around me is doing. Um, Good for you. I just do my own thing. Um, I do kind of consult with a couple of other, I would say startup companies really, and work with them, figure out, you know, what to do about pricing and, and just tips and whatnot, but we just keep on pushing through. And
0: you're
2: doing really well. I am, actually. Um, I I really struggle on the uh, process of hiring because I'm, I guess, too big of a chicken. And and I want to make sure I have a couple of ducks in a row. Not all of them, because I know it's not possible for me to do that. Um, But I I do at least want to have a few of the right ones in order before I hire someone. Uh, But I, I need to. Bad.
1: Well, I think that that is important hundred percent. And, uh, you know, probably one of the biggest mistakes I made was not having a good system and process in place, trying to hire early stage. It was like fly by the seat of my pants, rock and roll. Like, you know, I was prepping people during the interview process, like you're going to hit the ground running, you know, we're going to throw you in the fire. And, and it was attractive to some people, right? Like that kind of like that wild wild west type leadership but the problem with that is is eventually as your business evolves and you do have to put systems and processes in place you've established a whole group of people who don't like systems and processes your processes aren't uniformed and you got a bunch of uh wild wild west men and women who are going to buck the system when you put in systems and processes because you hired people who enjoy that craziness and now you're going to have a bunch of turnover. So uh, I think that you're playing it smart. Will this be your first hire when you hire somebody or you got somebody already?
2: No, it will be my first.
1: So that's charity. scary, right? It I is. remember that feeling.
2: Yeah.
1: Cause you're like, do I need to like, what happens if I'm short? Do I not pay myself? Do I not pay him? Do I not pay a bill? Like, what do I do first? Like you're always kind of, kind of iffy. And then, like, I'll be honest with you, I would say, and not to put too much pressure on the decision, because this isn't going to help at all. But your first hire (laughs) may be your most critical and most important. And so choosing the right person, in my opinion, first, the first employee is probably one of the most critical, important decisions you'll ever make.
2: Right. So where I struggle, I guess, is uh, too, is, okay, do I hire a, someone to be in the field, train them up? Or do I go more towards uh, hiring someone for the office and I keep working the field? Because I do pretty much everything, except for all the good stuff my wife does to help out. Yeah. She's a huge help.
1: Yeah, she's amazing. So that's a good question. What are you leaning towards?
2: Uh, I've, I've been leaning towards doing a technician because I do a lot of networking groups in the mornings um, and at lunch. So a lot of my days don't even actually start in the field until after lunch. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm usually in the field till 10, 11 o'clock at night. I've, I've gone as late as one or two in the morning, as long as they're willing to let me come by just to get that You're work done and, way, and not stay too far out. You know,
1: how old are you?
2: Uh, 41.
1: Dang, going hard. Which, All the time. You know what, dude, 40 is only halfway through. Maybe not. I hope it's just the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember when I was 39 and my birthday was coming up. I remember just thinking, man, I've got like the first 40's been a freaking ride. But if I cannot make
0: half the mistakes that I made,
1: but still do well and keep pushing for another. 15 years i can probably coast the rest of it so that's what i'm trying to do we'll see right. i just lost like 50 g's being risky with crypto so yeah that sucks <laughs> i'll set you back a little bit maybe add an extra year or two to the uh, the good old plan i had there yeah
2: let's slow you slow you down a little bit
1: yeah um, and the good thing is, is they still let me log in and look at it. I just keep it out. <laughs> So, so nice. every day, I I literally log in. Well, it was a company called Voyager, which was supposed to be like the safest. You know, they're publicly traded, one of the safest. They touted being like FDIC insured and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, come to find out, like the FDIC, it came out that it was only for cash, not for crypto. And then come to find out, it wasn't even for their platform. It was for the bank that backs them's platform. So, like, they were false advertising. It's all, it's a total mess. There's going to be a class action lawsuit and everything. I saw Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Stuman from Apex post about it. And he said he lost 400,000. So, 400,000. At least I'm not there. But you can log in and look at it. (laughs) You can log in and look at it. That makes you feel
2: good, right? No, I that's mean, you worse. Know, you at least have technically it's still you there. You just
1: time. can't get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I try to do the stranger thing. I like, I'll take my phone and I'll be like trying to like eleven. Yeah, like eleven <laughs> doesn't work. uh But whatever, my wife's like, you're such a such a dummy. So yeah, that was a tough conversation to have. My wife, but she handled it really well. I think she was just like, okay, and that was it.
0: Cause she knows you, she knows you'll take care of her. That's right. Yeah. I so that's got to feel good. Your family them. has faith in you.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, but you know, crypto's a risk when you play in crypto for sure. But, um, all right. So on the topic, so you got a tough decision. When are you planning on making this decision?
2: Um, well, I was actually hoping to have it done last month. Um, so I'm I'm hoping by the end of this month I can that was one of someone... his goals in
1: GDU, right?
0: It was. It yeah. is. It's, they, they, yeah. they like, yup. it's a carryover. Yeah. You know yeah. what?
1: Listen, it's kind of like here with certain, such and such. Um, you know, and Aaron overhead doors. When I was looking for somebody to run like my daily operations for Aaron, I knew I could. Like even though it was super stressful and I was maxed out, I couldn't make the wrong decision. And so I literally recruited Josh for like a year. Um, so, you know, just, just understand that you're going like, this is no joke, dude. This is your most important hire. Probably. I mean, if you got two and one sucks, you still got one, you got three, same thing. Right. Uh, but if your first one and your only one that you hire sucks, then, uh, a lot of times it doesn't get back to the office until a delay. So you kind of start figuring things out for a while. And one thing I wish I probably would have done earlier is like, um, road with the guys for, for a couple of days or more, and then doing like uh blind, uh, quality control checks where, and I didn't do this in the beginning. We, you know, we do it more often now, but, um, just pick random accounts and go take a look and then if we got a if we got a guy that we're curious about that we we're not sure how he's doing uh we can do quality control checks on them you know just kind of not trying to pick on them but just yeah just make sure their heads in the game you know because you you have a good employee going through a hard time and not be all there so we've had some of that inconsistency um so dude like i'm telling you man I don't even know that I would put a time on it. I would just make it a priority and say, you know, Hey, I need to find somebody as soon as possible. And you know, that's not that, that first hire is probably not a a one conversation decision. You know, I would do some background on him, get some references Mm -hmm. because dude, I'm telling you, bro, this one can make you break you. So make sure you make sure you get it right. It's important.
2: Right. Yeah. i talked to a couple of guys that, uh, they, one had experience said he had 12 years or so experience with commercial, a little bit of residential. I talked to him two or three times and then he just kind of stopped responding. So I guess that one's out the window. Um, he the next guy I talked to, himself out. what's that?
1: He weeded himself out.
2: Yeah, correct. Yeah. And then the next guy I actually talked to was just a few days ago. Um, prior military um, but he wasn't too sure he wasn't too sure about the whole uh sales job and commission and wanted to talk to his dad and whatnot and now I can't get a hold of him, so we'll just keep looking somebody'll yeah, come man. along that'll you know want to work
1: so. yep hundred percent, and it'll happen when you find the right one and and I know it's easier said than done, but uh patience is key here, right. Uh, which I'm not very good at, but if I could go back in time, I mean, I was blessed. My first hire was really a home run. I mean, I hired, well, first of all, give a shout out to Steven over at access. Uh, He's out of like winder Georgia. You know, I brought on Steven and uh, I met him at the AMAR doc. Him and I started talking and, you know, uh, we were just chatting and I was like, Hey, dude, you ever need side work? Let me know. And he was like, yeah, man. So I started funneling him business until he got to the point where he realized that we were doing really well. He wasn't invested in his company. So he got frustrated and, you know, know, quit. And so I was like, hey, man, you know, we were on good terms. I said, that sucks, but I totally understand. You know, you can't be mad at that. And So I said, do you know anybody else? So he recommended Timo to me and Timo's a uh I mean short dude. Mexican guy. Unbelievably awesome. Like broken English and pretends he doesn't know English with this is the funny part. <laughs> like he'll go to customers houses and pretend he doesn't know English cuz he doesn't like dealing with customers. But yeah. the dude can install a door. Holy cow. Like I was so blessed because You know, he could do two or three jobs in a day. He wanted to be paid all commission, flat rate. So, I mean, I was able to, you know, set my pricing accordingly. And then, you know, when I screwed up, he would call me and cuss me out and tell me all the things I did wrong and I'd fix it. So, I mean, that's what you want. You want somebody who's, you know, that I would not be where I'm at without him. And he stayed with me for like three years but yeah. it's, it's funny you say it because
2: I, I have used uh, one guy as a subcontractor to do some door installs in the last month because, you know, up to this last uh, three months, four months, most of the stuff I've been doing was all repairs or just service. And then all of a sudden I got an influx of like 18 door, you know, sales and wow. uh, one residence had four of them and two openers. So I used this little uh, Hispanic guy that was referred to me by another door company here locally. And I used him and I thought he was going to take a helper with him. And when I, I took him the doors that morning, he wasn't there yet. I dropped him off and I came back because I had an event to go to. I came back. He had all four doors installed and two openers. This is like 10 hours later. I, I would have been lucky to have two of those doors probably installed by myself he had his wife up on a ladder helping him. I looked at mine and she just shook her head. No.
1: Ain't <laughs> you don't even think about <laughs> it. <ain't happenin'. laughs> Bro. I, 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 I
2: had don't. To him out, so.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it's incredible. Um, when you find a guy like, like Timo was so good at his systems and processes. He literally was so systematic. Every step had a purpose, you know? And then if you were helping him, you were either in his way or you were helping him. It's one of the two, but it ain't both. So like, uh, he would nudge you, ah, get out of the way. Like, let, you know, he wouldn't even tell you, he would just like nudge you, push you whatever. Like, um, but he's like, dude, he's got a mission when he arrives timer set. And you know, this is part of the downfall of paying commission is now he's on, you're on his time now. Mm -hmm. So he wants out. So he gets there wanting out, right? So he wants everything to go smooth. Let me get in, knock this out, get out of here because you're on my time now. So that's part of a challenge because later, you know, if you're in a situation where you grow or things change dramatically, um, you got a you've you've created a mindset of you know if you especially if you don't have enough doors, they're gonna go home install doors for themselves or they're gonna just go home midday or whatever. So yeah, um, it's tough man because as you evolve your needs change and then if your employees are so set in their ways they they sometimes struggle to evolve with you so uh but you definitely need you definitely need to make a good decision here i'm sorry you haven't found anybody yet uh you know in my experience some of the best places to look um i've always done well with posting jobs on workable Workable is like a um what is it? Like an aggregator?
0: An aggregator. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Workable.com. They got a mobile app, super user friendly. It's one twenty-nine per job that you list. And a lot of times I'll list the job like two or three times, just different verbiage, different titles, different descriptions, slightly different. Um, one will do better than the others. And then we have a job, uh, Jody Underhill, who does like uh recruiting for a living out of, I think, Sears, South Carolina. He, um, he was at, uh, uh, vertical track. Vertical track. First Tom, yeah, yeah, and did a presentation and threw up slides of the the ads they did for Tommy. Well, I took mm-hmm. a screenshot, like I took a little photo of it with my phone, came back and created my own, and killed it, didn't we, Tamara? I think yeah. we hired like five or six people in like Ass. two months. Yeah. It was great, yeah. um, and then offering like a little sign-on bonus or something like that also helps um it's attractive so
0: i know that levi you had mentioned in your goals for gdu that you were kind of waffling between the benefits and detriments between w2 and 1099 employees Um, ryan what do you do you have any thoughts on that or advice
1: Uh, w2 versus contractor yeah yeah i mean in the beginning i would say you got to do what you got to do right um whatever however you can make that work i I thought that having contractors with unbranded trucks and all that stuff was going to be a huge problem and it really wasn't um i i think that it's not a huge problem but when you do have somebody pull up in a uniform and a branded truck it definitely makes a difference for sure so but in the beginning, you gotta do you gotta do whatever you gotta do. You're in survival mode, right? Like you, you gotta figure things out. And sometimes that doesn't look as sexy as you'd like it to look, especially when you're you know in GDU with group, you know, group members who who have you know 20 trucks on the road and they're all branded and they're telling their stories, and then you're part of you know garage door freedom and you're jumping on Tommy's podcast, listening to these, you know, millionaires talking about their business. So mm-hmm. so You know, and you got Dan talking about branding and it's easy to get caught up in, oh, I got to do all these things, right? But you're a startup, dude. (laughs) You got to do what's within your reach to make happen. And one of the biggest issues with startups is overreaching. So keep it simple. Manage your finances. Grind hard like you are already. And, you know, make the best decisions you can on this hire. And if it's wrong, dude, you're just going to have to make the decision quick to get rid of them. Yep.
2: Not well, let them stick around too long and take you down.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Right. Yeah. And you'll know, you'll know consistency in everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe SOMER USA. Somer's not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like SOMER. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering SOMER as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers... I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of season 6, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You wanna gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram posts with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The bifold doors are awesome and they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. I would have
1: constant communication. Like the biggest thing is if if the most, the people that I love the most, like here, Aaron Overhead Doors, like the people that I think really come off doing well, are pretty good communicators with me and Josh, like they'll stay in touch or they'll communicate on the team app or whatever. It's the quiet ones that don't post anything and don't communicate with you and you text them and you'll hear from them like two days later. That's the ones that you gotta be careful of right. um right back historically, yeah. So what else is going on, man? So you guys do mostly service, then you got an influx of doors. What do you think the door uh, – what, what do you credit all the doors, the random massive amount of door sales that you got all at once too?
2: Uh, man, I'd, I'd honestly like to say it was all junky uh, 9100 series doors because we have a lot of those around here. But it, it wasn't. It was just old doors.
1: Um you one- just say – Thank you, Wayne Dalton, for keeping garage door. That's
2: business what important. I
0: heard. I, well, I, heard I, mean, that, I, I yeah. just gave a
2: number. I didn't say the name, Brian. <laughs> I just gave uh, a number. I mean you associated well, the number with the name.
1: <laughs> I just rented a house and uh, as soon as I as soon as I pulled up, I was like, ah oh, crap. I opened the door and sure enough, so I just took a picture yeah. and sent it to Josh. Josh was like, we either gotta swap that out or you gotta you gotta freaking cancel the lease right now. I was like, bro,
2: we're,
1: <laughs> I'm not paying that's for a funny. door in a house I'm gonna
0: be in for a year.
2: Yeah that's funny because it's a lot of guys down here don't even carry, you know, their parts. They hate working on them. They want to change everything out or you know, swap it. Um, I actually carry their spring system on my the tortmaster spring system on my truck because there's so many of them. Smart. And I give them an option, do you want to replace it? It's this price. If you want to do 1500 for a
1: workmaster, or we can do 1200 for <laughs> a conversion.
2: So I, I actually you got the I, same I do, I do one that,
1: that you started with five years ago. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> so I actually do a, it's a right at 800 for the to go back to their same system. And then if they want to convert it, I do like 1200. Um, but they're going to get a lot longer life cycle, you know, streams out of it. Um, and I, it's probably a 50 50 on that. It, you know, goes either way depends on what they're wanting to do with their house right now um but most people just they don't even give them that option so they just I noticed them out.
1: that on my door in the rental that we just moved into it has the uh, standard op bracket that's attached to the strut uh the built-in strut and then the, mm-hmm. the, the strut and then they went ahead and put the top bracket on I guess as soon as that one pulls out, you can just take the j part off it's of it, and there, you yeah, it go right into it you you have to show it with the part. I thought that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah, so nice. our 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 product has a has an issue so much so that we went ahead and included the fix. <laughs> that's pretty funny actually yeah. um, so anyway, uh your wife does social media for your company, right?
2: uh yeah she does most of our postings um we actually have a a great media company that we work with Mm. such and such but yeah she does all of our postings and whatnot so um and then i do all the phone calls and networking and all the field work so but she (laughs) comes up with all the she comes up with all the great ideas i just
0: yeah, UX she
2: wrote. She
1: wrote your <laughs> core values, right? Those she were did. really great. She she Dude, did. not many, not many one man shows even have core values. You're, you're way ahead of the game. <laughs> well, it's it's like I said. I, I want to try
2: to have some of these ducks in a row. I know I'm not going to have all of them, and I probably won't have all the right ones. But at least if I have some, then I, I, like you said, it kind of gives me that advantage. I hope. Uh, yeah. It's because this this isn't our first business, but it's the first business where we've done anything where we are coming up with core values and trying to actually go the right way with it and manage everything properly. The last one we did, we just, we just worked. (laughs)
1: So so let's chat a little bit about what brought you into the garage door industry. How did you even get in? Okay.
2: Okay. I was working at Love Field at the airport as an aircraft mechanic, working nights and weekends. My wife wanted to have a garage sale. I had a uh, vinyl back insulated junkie door. Spring was broke. I'd been manually lifting it for probably six months like that. And uh, she couldn't open it, so I had to have it fixed. And this is kind of before YouTube was really all that big where you could YouTube it and figure it out. Didn't know where to get parts um called a company they came out and replaced it the guy was like you can go inside if you want it's gonna get really hot in here I told him no I'm I'm very mechanically inclined I can figure this out I just want to watch you take a few notes maybe ask a few questions and if you don't mind telling me great if not I'll figure it out I was that guy that nobody likes right but I'm kidding (laughs) oh it was you know but that's how I am And I don't mind it if people stay in there with me as long as uh, they're not telling me how to do it and they want to know how it works. I don't mind explaining. I'm the same. Um, So anyways, the next day, his boss actually called and offered me a job. Uh, I worked for them for about six months before going to the oil field and then just kind of done this on the side here and there until a few years ago. And then I decided to make it full time last August 1st, actually.
1: That's awesome. It's
0: exciting, your anniversary coming up.
2: I know. I'm, I'm trying to get all the work I can in, too, to make that number even better. So i got to shoot higher for next year.
0: Yep.
1: So what are some goals you have over the next year or two?
2: Um, so ideally, I would like to be up to between three and five uh, trucks running full-time is what I would love to have. Um,
1: so quick ramp-up. Possibly,
2: I, that's what I'm hoping. Um, I, like I said, I do a lot of networking and like I said, every day I'm working till 10 or 11 o'clock and it's not like I'm not here goofing off. It's, I don't watch TV. I don't do anything. I just work.
1: Let me ask you about the networking. When you say you're networking, um, mm-hmm. you go into like local business alliances, BNI groups, chamber meetings.
2: Yep. So I do, um, there's this one group, it's called gold star. Uh, I do, Two of those, I do one Tuesday morning, one Wednesday morning. Um, Tuesday afternoons, I do a lunch here in 40 with local businesses. Um, do you coordinate and, that,
1: or is that already in in place? No, and you just joined.
2: I just joined all these, and some of them, you know, it might be fifty dollars a month. Some are two dollars every time you go. Um, so the the one I do on Tuesdays, it's it's two dollars to go. They give a dollar to the waitress. A dollar goes to them for to do a, uh, like a, a donation at the end of the year to a nonprofit. So it doesn't That's cost cool. anything else to go. I do That's that awesome. three Tuesdays a month. And then I do a, another um, local one that does it once a month on Tuesdays. On Wednesday mornings, I do the, the other gold star. And then Thursday mornings, I go to a uh, bowling alley with a chamber of commerce and do probably 30 or 40 businesses there. Um, Friday mornings, so I do another chamber of commerce, With Jeez. me and another veteran are actually about to start a uh, veterans group here in Forney. So we're okay. going to start that probably. You did month. It.
1: You're basically hustling like crazy. All right. So I've not had a ton of, like, I did this for like two, my first probably three years, two and a half, three years after I started my company and we got some business from it, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah, So what, what is, uh, for someone listening who may be wanting to start their company or kind of get into doing some networking, mm-hmm. including me, like, what are some successful things that you do? Cause I felt like the whole time I was just getting pitched on stuff. Like people were trying to sell me all the time. And I'm just like, dude, like, oh my God, really? Like, I don't need credit card processing. Thank you. Or <laughs> yeah. you know, or insurance. You got 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 insurance. Yeah, insurance. Yeah. That was going to be the yeah. next thing. Like I got insurance. You yeah, know, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but, like, how do you break through all that and actually, like, make a difference and make a name for yourself in those groups, especially when they're kind of large?
2: So, what I do is I actually – there are several of them that have yeah, – Your secrets, bro. Stuff, right? right? So, I just – I just try to give each one of them a little bit of work from people. I know if they looking for something and then whoever's giving me the most work, that's who I'm going to send most of my work to. For instance, right now I have a realtor. We're fixing to hopefully sell our house. We just uh, put a bid in our house this morning. Congratulations, and, uh, thanks. Thank you. Um, yes. So I have one realtor that's going to sell my house. One realtor I'm going to buy a house with because I have, the one that Split was, in, yes, because one of them has given me a lot of garage door work, but one of them has been showing my wife a houses for, I don't know, over a year now. So I can't just leave either one of them hanging. Oh, so you got nice to divide it up, you know? Yeah. But, but I've probably had, out of these groups, I have one of my groups that I do, I have probably had 70, 80,000 this year come in just off of that, off Dang. the group from the people in it.
0: From
1: referrals, yeah. Offer referrals. So how many hours, I guess what I would be doing, because I'm like a, I'm a math guy, right? So I'm trying to calculate everything. I'm trying to take how many hours am I investing on a monthly basis, tally Mm -hmm. that up, and then come up with how much money I've been referred and see if it's worth it. But you can't really go off of that because it kind of compounds on itself, right? I mean, so you're going to start out slow usually because mm-hmm. people are, it's consistency I've heard is important. Like, yes, you go every time, week. building trust, you gotta go every week, which is really difficult for a business owner, but it sounds like you've prioritized it so much so that you've even kind of put it in front of your customers because you know, our, our, like one of our hottest availability times is like eight to 10, eight to 11. Mm-hmm. And you've basically said, sorry, we're not even doing that. But, you know, I'll come to you today. It'll just be between now and midnight.
2: Yeah. And so up and before even I went full time doing this, I I started, I was working this for three years after I got off my first job of the day. I worked, you know, an eight to five job. And then from six o'clock until whenever I was running garage door calls to where I knew I could support my family and do this. And then once I got to the point where I was doing it every single night and weekends, I quit my job, started doing this. Now, then I had a couple of days where I'd be slow, maybe not anything. And then it gradually built up to the point where now I'm all day, every day, except for that morning time frame. So it's kind of the same thing as I was for the last three years. I'm doing it again. So now I'm to the point where I've got to hire mm-hmm. someone. But I, I've, I felt like that networking was very important for me um, to kind of help get my name out there, with it just being me new to this area where I'm at. Cause I didn't grow up here. I grew up an yeah. hour from here. So in order for me to grow my business here, I really had to network with the people and the business owners that were in my area where I wanted to service.
1: Yeah. I dig it. Well, bro, it sounds like you're killing it. Um, Thank you. I've got a lot of respect for you and Julie, really just Julie. No, I'm just kidding. Probably more so uh, Julie, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I met you. Um, I met you for the first time in person, I believe, at Garage Door Freedom or uh, Vertical Track. Vertical whatever Track, all yeah. All the names, he's got like four or five things that he's got different names for. It gets me confused. Um, <laughs> but it's garage, it's Vertical Track, promoting Garage Door Freedom. Right. Um, which yeah. it was an amazing event. If you guys haven't been, uh, Tommy throws a great event. I heard the second one was better, even better than the first one. I thought the first one was good. Um. So, highly encourage you guys to go check that out, but sure. um, I remember you and I talking and and you just telling me like how you're ready to grow you you want to get it um and how hard you were working, and I mean, you're not joking, dude. I mean, you're pretty much up and at it at six seven o'clock in the morning and not getting home till close to midnight. There's a mm-hmm. long day you're forty one years old i mean that's a that's a pretty big um you know that's a pretty big hustle for for our age. I'm 43. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. You don't want to do that no. anymore. <laughs> I got a lot of respect for yeah. you, bro. Uh, well, which you. is probably you. why you're looking for the field guy. <laughs>
0: you may be part of what I'm feeling. I'm like, okay. Well,
2: I'm I'm you know I so I do have one of my grandkids that lives with me. So I would like to be home in the evenings and spend more time with him and, and my wife, of course.
1: Tuck him into um, bed yeah
2: you know yeah bro. he sleeps in the bed more. with us most of the time but he just yeah we put him to bed in his anyways but i'd love to be at yeah. home more and spend more time with him so
0: for sure
1: that's awesome bro well look man thanks for taking the time to come on as busy as you are to cut out you know 30 40 minutes with us uh seems like a big deal to me so i want to say thank oh, it's you. huge
2: it's huge for yeah me. thank
1: you <laughs> i appreciate you coming on uh Listen, I think that Forney's got someone uh, from, my, from my interactions with Levi that is going to do everything with integrity. He's going to do it right and probably not the cheap, right? You're not the cheap no. guy. Um, I tell everybody I'm not the good.
2: cheapest.
1: Yeah, and you shouldn't be. You're knowledgeable. I'm sitting here thinking, dude, like uh, if anybody can do this job, a freaking airplane or helicopter mechanic should be able to do it very well.
2: Right. right I mean, this is
1: pretty simple <laughs> yeah and it's like you know you gotta you gotta have some it, you've been trained to make sure all the nuts and bolts are tight because Details you don't want to find out that you, you don't want to <laughs> yeah. find out that you left a screw out uh while right. you know while the plane's taking off <laughs> um so I, I i still remember when i started in the garage door industry I would at night wake up in the middle of the night and be like, Oh crap. Did I tighten that bolt? And (laughs) it would bother me for like an hour. I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. And I'd be like, dude, I got to go back tomorrow. And I did that probably like three or four times. And there were a couple where they were still loose. And there were a couple (laughs) where I had tightened them and I was just like, but the customers were all like, Dude, that's funny that you woke up in the middle of the night. And they were like, mm-hmm. I respect that. Thank you for yeah. coming to, on it. You know, even though you and they probably
2: still it. call you today. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, you know, it makes a difference, even though I felt foolish calling. Um, you know, I just kind of made a joke about it and was like, you know, I'm sorry. I just want to come check it. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about it. And I want to make sure it's done right. And if I woke mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night, I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep now until I know how to so leave my hands <laughs> right. on it make sure it's tight and we should be good. So an airplane mechanic, I don't know what rules you guys have in place, but good Lord, you definitely going to wake up in the middle of the night thinking <laughs> did I tighten yeah. Yeah. The main The main connection from the plane to the to the the? Uh, you know, there's the...
2: one screw in the nose of the plane that goes the whole length. Most people don't know this. It'll go the whole length. If you pull that screw out, plane falls apart.
1: Nuh-uh. That sounds
2: hey, like oh <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, I don't, don't it. believe you, bro. <laughs> All
1: right, Levi. Listen, maybe we don't let you fix our planes, but we'll definitely let you fix our garage door. Just kidding. Uh, I appreciate Tanner's it. <laughs> garage door and Forney. And uh, listen, if you uh, if you want to know more about them, check them out. Uh, Julie does a great job with the Facebook. You can check yes. them out at Tanner's Garage Doors. And uh, anything else that you want to say? No sir, that's it. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. What kind of garage door you got on your house? Oh <laughs> uh,
0: okay. I love this answer. I love these <laughs> questions. It's always so I'm good. <laughs>
2: yeah. Really Here's what I'm gonna I say. Okay. I have it's two eight by seven doors. I have not even looked at the brand because I care less. They open and they close. Um oh, you're the guy. but on. I did have I did just have to add an adjustable bracket to it the other day because it ripped uh, the center style.
1: (laughs) So, Are you not servicing your door, bro?
2: No, I do. I do. It's just when I got here, okay, we moved here four years ago, and I knew the door was junk. I was like, oh, we got to do something about that. But now I've been so busy, I couldn't do anything about it. Well, now we're getting ready to sell it. I'm like, hmm, I think I'm going to go get some insulation, throw it in there real quick. To hide all that so they'll call me a little business card on the wall maybe a can of spray lube with my personal tanner's garage door lubricant on there and uh they'll give me a call and i can replace the doors for them but it, the house we're fixing to buy it's got those fabulous 9100s in it
1: heck yeah bro <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah. with a heavy overlay and no struts <laughs> yeah.
2: so i will do to the on the off bracket
1: <laughs> Okay, that's enough. We won't bash. All right. uh, Thank you guys for following us. Check us out on Facebook. We got a couple groups on Facebook that you should check out. Uh, Definitely check out, if you're a business owner, check out Garage Door. What is it? GDT Owners, Managers, and Mm -hmm. Suppliers or something like that. That's a good group. Check out um, Garage Door U. That's a page, right?
0: That's a page, uh, yeah.
1: Go like the page. We keep people updated. Have some good discussions in there. Tamara does a really good job of posing some good questions that spark conversation. And then we have um, Garage Door Sales and something else, techniques or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out. That's a good one. That's a group. So I'm going to try to be more active in there. But uh, in case we don't have enough, also like torsion Talk podcast page. <laughs> and uh, you guys stay cool out there. Thank you for following along. We love you. We appreciate you. Smash that like button. Just kidding. Weird. What? Why is that weird?
0: (laughs) Just weird. All
1: right. Love you guys. Stay cool. Have fun.